everybody, and welcome to Slain It with Santa Rob, episode number 25. I hope you've been enjoying everything that you're hearing when you tune into the Santa Rob podcast. We try to keep it interesting every week. You never know who's going to be on the show. And today we've got a, a guy that I met about 13 years ago. He performed at a couple of my uh, concerts when, back when I was concert uh, promoting and doing my thing back then. And uh, he ended up being a very good friend of mine. He's a uh, preacher. He's a singer. He's a husband. He's a grandfather. And he's a good friend of mine. Welcome to Slaying It with Santa Rob, Stephen S. Billings. Are you there, Steve? I sound. You're much better. Oh, good. You're clear. You don't sound like a Cylon from Battlestar Galactica anymore. Oh, man. You know, and and I never pictured you for a Cylon because you're just too short. (laughs) It ain't going to happen. Well, there are worse things, man. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm just going to let you just feel that one yourself. I, I, I'm, I'm looking through all the people that I had on my potential guest list to be on the podcast. And I'm thinking, I haven't talked to Steve Billings yet. Oh. So, so welcome to, to ep- of. Yeah, it, well, you know, if anybody's going to pick you, it might as well be Santa. <laughs> You've definitely got the look, brother. <laughs> as I say, it pays the bills in December. <laughs> So, welcome to Slaying It with Santa Rob. You are officially episode 25. Well, hallelujah. And and you've got big shoes to fill because last week I had John Elefante on the program. Man, oh man. So, so you know, Steve, I, I you know I like to give you a hard time, so don't let me down. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm I'm trying to go back in my memory dates, and my my memory is not what it used to be. But I want to say you and I first contacted each other on Facebook. Yeah, I believe Rup- that, I believe that's true. Probably it was, it was through Sue. It was through, through Sue, and it was probably about 13 years ago. Yeah, I believe that. As my uh, my first show with John Schlitt. I think was 13 years ago. Okay. And shortly after I created the classic Christian rock preservation society. Got the t-shirt. Got the t-shirt. Been there, done that. That's a beautiful thing. (laughs) The next show I did, I did on my own. And that was with Matthew Ward. Okay. And I had Sam scales open up for Matthew Ward. But I think it was somewhere in between John and Matthew is where you and I first started communicating a lot. And then, you know, the, the, the rest is history. A lot of people saw you at the very first Petra fan convention that I hosted. Yeah, that was a blast. And once again, my memory banks are just messed up. I did a lot of concerts in eight years. 
and you sang with John at the show. Yep. Actually, I should say John sang with you. Maybe that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was my song. It was your song. (laughs) And and after you was uh, was uh, GHF, who was the, the original three guys from Petra. Yeah, that was awesome. And then John did his, uh, uh, his, uh, yep, he sure did. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> the, 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 the release of my favorite album of his, The Greater Cause. Ah. So I was a contributor to that project. You were a contributor to that project. I was. There was a, there was a lot of great folks that was a contributor to that project, but enough about me. Because if we talk about me, I'm not going <laughs> to shut up. <laughs> I like me. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I, I, I thought it would be cool if, if the people out there who don't know you could find out who you are, what you do, why you're in Wisconsin, which is, you know, you know I do call Wisconsin home and in God's country. Home of the Holy Land, better known yeah, as Land I got, of I got a whole song about that, about why See? I'm here and how I got here. See? So, and on top of all this, you, you, you've, you've, done, you've done a couple CDs. Yep. Plus, you're a pastor. And I'm a pastor. And you've been a and pastor I'm, for a long time. And I'm a time. grandpa now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're a grandpa. And you do a little bit of everything. I, so, my life is very full. And, you know, and that's what's cool. Yeah. There's never a dull moment. No. And it's amazing to me because I've, I've been doing this, this pastor gig now for more than 30 years. And it just doesn't seem like it's possible. But I've, I've been here in Wisconsin for, uh, it's going on 16 of those years. So where did you first start pastoring my first church was out in northeast pennsylvania at at a little church um in the scranton area um that was uh, made it was founded by slovak immigrants okay and it's a it's a little lutheran church out there i think they're still going and after about nine and a half years church in detroit that church is not still around, but here I am in Wisconsin, loving it. Well, well, you you are at the home of the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely. You know, Wisconsin has so many positive things. Yeah, it, and have, it, have you it, followed it, our it, Brewers at all? The Brewers are killing it. it. They're killing it. We won't talk about their their choice in politics. However, <laughs> you, you you got the Packers. Yep. You got Harley Davidson. Uh, yeah. And, and, and you got cheese. And, and cheese. And, and in the winter, you got some of the best snowmobiling ever. Yeah, I love winters here. People might think I'm crazy, but when I lived in Indiana, I did not enjoy winters because the snow down there, as you know, is wet and heavy, and I did not like it. Well, um, up here it's light and fluffy. It's easy to shovel. I love winters here. Yeah, we get a lot of ice down here in Indiana. That's the other thing we don't get up here. So 
so you've been pastoring for 30 years and Wisconsin now for what you say, 16 going on. Yep. Going on at the same church. Yep. They haven't thrown you out yet. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll, it's very likely unless the Lord hits me upside the head with a two by four and says, I want you to go somewhere else. I'll probably, probably retire from here. Do they know that you're talking to me? Because that's where you're going to go wrong. <laughs> well, you know, we kind of keep that, you know, on the down low. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Probably, <laughs> probably a good idea. Okay. Did have John Schlitt come up and that's how I first met him. We had him at our church concert um, way back when, and I think it was right before greater cause came out. Um, and that's how he and I actually met. And uh, a couple of years after that, I had the idea to, to do this song as a duet and I offered it to him and, and uh, met him in uh, Nashville and we sang it together in the studio. And that was a boatload of fun. And what, what the people got to understand that are listening is John is very particular on who yes. he sings with. Yes, he is. And the things he had to say to me were um, embarrassingly complimentary. Well, that that's just that when I met you, I'm thinking that voice doesn't match this guy. <laughs> so what was that like? recording with john it was it was incredible um because you know you know john and you know that he is just like the friendliest um most accommodating person you'll ever meet uh, in two minutes he had me relaxed and calm and ready to go when you know before he walked in i was nervous as a jackrabbit right but he's got that very disarm quality about him um, I mean, he, 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 he knows, he knows who he is. He doesn't have to prove himself. And what he wants to do is make everybody else feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And boy, he sure did that for me. Next thing you know, we're, we're recording and we're just like kicking it. And it was, <laughs> it was such great fun. It, it's a special time when you're with him. I, I was fortunate and got to be in the studio when he was doing vocals for John DeGroff's first Salt oh home. yeah yeah and uh just just sitting back and, and watching it's like oh my this is yeah. this is kind of magical yeah yeah i was so, a contribute to the salt contributor to the salt project too yeah see and 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 uh degroff is going to be doing a salt show with greg hogue in uh well by the time this airs it'll have already happened yeah, I think I saw that. They're, they're advertising somewhere. Yeah, Greg was uh, Greg was advertising that on his Facebook. Yeah. So we got the song with John. Was that your first recording? And what got you into recording? Well, for me, songwriting flows out of adversity, and I had gone through a very difficult time in my life and so I, writing is just sort of cathartic for me and uh, at the time like one of my my oldest and dearest friends was managing a studio in Fort Wayne and um, I just thought how cool would it be if, if like we worked together on an album project 
And so I re reached out to him and said, yeah. So we did the first project in, in Sweetwater's old studio and um, had some really great musicians come in on that. Um, we, I mean, we did orchestral stuff. We, we did all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, we did some really cool, like almost uh, Tower of Power horn kind of stuff. Right. Um, it was just a, a lot of fun. And then, well, there was um, a, a now defunct record label who, who got wind of that and uh, inspired me to record a second CD. Um, uh -huh. And I had enough material that I had been working on uh, to put that together. I think there were a couple of songs that I wrote for that one um, late in the process. Um, actually, the, the one ended up being the the title track which is weird because i didn't i usually do my own arranging and i and i my home studio was torn down because we we're doing a remodel at my house mm -hmm. so i just sent a, a scratch track to my producer and said see what you can do with this and it's like my favorite song on the whole album and what is that song that's the old luggage song old luggage and what was the name of your very first release uh, the journey home. The journey home, and then that's it. That's the only two albums you've done. Yeah. What happened? Uh, life, for one. Um, just very busy with my main gig, and you know, I got grandkids now, and, and and you layer on that that my producer, my old buddy, has retired. I don't have any contacts at the studio there anymore. It's just it's just a, a bunch of stuff. You, you sound like me and why I stopped promoting <laughs> concerts. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I've always got new songs floating around in my head. Um, I just, I just don't have an, an avenue to, um, to bring them to life. Well, I'm going to pay you a huge compliment. Just, uh, I'll, just probably a half hour before you and I connected tonight, today. I was uh, thumbing through Apple Music and realizing that both your albums were not on Apple Music. Huh? I, I only saw the one. I only saw Old Luggage. Ah. Uh -huh. But while I'm looking, I forgot one of my favorite songs that you ever recorded is on that album. And I haven't listened to it, honestly, in probably 11 years. Ooh. What is that? TGIF. Oh, yes. That is a fun song. Yep. <laughs> and it's a truthful song. Yes. And that's one thing that uh, the world needs more than ever is truth in their songs and in their news and in their life. You know, I, that song came out of that crisis in my life. And, and I'd finally gotten to the point where I was okay. And so there was just this joy that I, I'm free of this burden. I'm free of this situation. And, uh, you know, it's just like the sky opened up and, and this song came pouring out. So in case, in case the listeners don't know, TGIF does not stand for thank God is Friday. It stands for thank God I'm free. And you you did perform that at that at uh, my first Petra gig, and I remember that and just grinning. <laughs> it's fun. It's got a really cool guitar riff that 
a lot of my church people at the time couldn't understand. <laughs> well, just like they couldn't really relate to, even though they'd heard my first project when I did the second one, and it opens up with that kind of funky uh, song, "Invisible." They they couldn't they couldn't wrap their heads around that one either. Yeah. But but there are other songs that they really latched on to that, that kind of surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, music is very it's a it's a weird topic in churches sometimes. Yeah. Well, it, music is a very personal thing. You know, everybody relates to different kinds of music. You know, it's it's the weirdos like me that that have, you know, rap and classical and classic rock and um all different kinds of things if you were to, to look at my music library in my itunes you'd probably go this guy is like schizophrenic well i, I said that before i saw you, you even <laughs> mentioned your, your 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 playlist yeah you, you you won't find classical you won't find opera and you will never find rap <laughs> um, anything that I own. The closest I come to rap is like three songs by DC Talk. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's about as close as I get. Well, there's a there's a guy that's actually a pastor in, in our church body, um, ordained minister who uh, who does rap, and and it's. And it's it's really good. He, he goes by the the name Flame. So it's I mean it's really if people like rap, they should listen to him because the the words are so biblically sound and solid. It's I, I guess it's just the flavor. Well, sure, and everybody has that. My wife's a big country music fan, and you know there are some songs that you know I'll tap my toe to. But there's a bunch of other ones that, you know, it's not my thing. Right. Now, the country vein, classic country, absolutely. New country, that's not country. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like pop music, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I couldn't mean, even tell. Well, I guess I know who's popular now because I, you can't get away from your daughter's favorite artist. <laughs> that would be Tay-Tay. Yeah. <laughs> She's everywhere. She was even at the football game I was watching on the weekend. Well, when you're, when you're dating the star player, that's what happens. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, on the, on the uh, topic of classic country, I just recently found out that the Oak Ridge Boys are finally wrapping it up as as a career. Wow! And, and uh, I got my wife tickets at the at the one of the theaters in Anderson, Indiana, to go to the Christmas show in November. Nice. So, I mean, the Statler brothers aren't around anymore, so the next in line would be the Oak Ridge Boys. You know, and it was such a heartbreak me to find out that the Stadler brothers are not actually brothers <laughs> well now <laughs> let, let, let's do a full circle here back in the early 70s when I was still living in Rhinelander Wisconsin we had a gospel group come play at our church I, I went to the four square gospel church up in Rhinelander and they had a group there called the Keystone Quartet oh 
the Keystone Quartet had two members that left shortly after I saw them and joined what we now know as the Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, yeah. I remember when the Oak Ridge Boys was a gospel group. Yeah. And they're still very spiritual, and uh, it's not going to be the same in the in the country world without those guys. Yeah. Talk so about as institutions. Me- as, as heavy metal and hard rock as I am, I love my classic country stuff. And I still have a, a soft spot for those old gospel quartets. Well... See now, I I could get you a gig. Would you like a gig? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I took a different turn uh, back back a few months ago and hosted my first Southern Gospel Quartet. Nice. I hosted Mark Blackwood of the Blackwood Brothers. Wow. And that was <laughs> that was positively spectacular. Yeah, and, my my dad knew a bunch of guys back in the day i i remember at the church camp um where we used to um they had um the cathedrals mm-hmm. back when they were the cathedral quartet and uh after the concert went to the restroom and in walks george younce and he looks at my dad and says well hello Stu." <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Whoa, that's George Yostock. Call him my dad by his first name. Whoa. That's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So let's jump backwards again with you because I know you lived in Fort Wayne. Yeah, grew up in Fort Wayne. You grew up in Fort Wayne. So you grew up around the early days of Petra in Honey Tree. I remember when Petra was little more than a garage band. Wow. They used to do this, the openings for our Sunday school. That's Imagine incredible. them playing the, some of the stuff off of their first album at about a quarter of the volume. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Talk about your backsliding blues, huh? Yeah. We, we, those songs before they recorded them because yes. we, we heard them all the time. And it's the same with uh, half the stuff on their second album. We all knew that stuff. They they would, were already performing those things before right. they even recorded their their first album. They had some of the songs that ended up on the second one. Wow. So you were familiar with everything that was going on at the Adam's Apple. Oh, was there every Friday night? Absolutely. And, and get this: at that church camp. My mother was a lifeguard at, at on the beach. Guess who one of the other lifeguards was? Who's that? Greg Hogue. <laughs> now, now, was his hair down to his waist back then? Uh, it, it was a little shorter by that point, but, but not a lot. <laughs> Greg Hogue is probably one of the nicest guys and the best friends I got. And just a, a monster of a musician oh my word he well now i'm gonna i'm gonna toot my horn again because the the last official gig that i promoted was my christmas party with greg hogue i was there but that was what i was gonna say (laughs) one one of one of my highlights was having you play with greg 
and he and he and he sat in on a couple of mine. <laughs> he he did. And see, you you played at three of my shows, and that's why you're here. That's why we got to talk and and see what's happening. And we but, definitely yeah. have a we got a history, and it's 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 a great one. It it, it is, and you know, I just it it when I look back on this stuff. I'm not depressed, but I'm saddened to see it all come to an end. Yeah. But as I've said many times, it got to the point where the juice just simply wasn't worth the squeeze anymore. Yeah. You know, it's just like people don't go to concerts anymore. I mean, well, they, they don't go to the affordable ones that are in a church, but they'll be more than happy to spend several thousand to go see a blonde in an arena. I suppose that's true. I mean, and that's so different from the way I grew up. I mean, going to Adam's Apple, we used to, I mean, I I think I saw his first ever concerts. She walked out on stage with her guitar slung over her shoulder, barefoot. <laughs> and it was yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. uh, Orion Tricky was another one we heard all the time. Um, wow. Steve Steve Camp was, was one that used to come through a lot. I mean, there was like one of the absolute founders of Christian rock, a, a band called Wilson McKinley out of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we we had them a couple of times. Amazing music, and it, that was every Friday night. That's now by by chance. Were you there when Petra opened up for Larry Norman? N no. Um, but I remember when Larry Norman came uh, to our church camp, and I think they shared a, they shared a bill that night. Yeah, Larry Norman were... was very, very, uh, almost um, just irritated at the whole direction that contemporary Christian music was going. I remember he complained. He says, you know, I'll, I'll book myself into a bar because I want to reach the the unbelievers that normally go to that place. And, he says, and, and they show up and they can't get in because the Christians have all got there ahead of time. Right. He said, I, I, I have two prices now that I charge when I play. Um, $2,000 and nothing. He said, it, de it depends on the venue. If I can get in and sing to um, people who are, are not followers of Jesus, I won't charge anything because I want to be there to, to take Jesus. But that, you know, that was kind of when Christian music, the, the, the industry of Christian music was, was starting to get ramped up and, um, you know, it, it became something that it should never have been. And that's sad because I had a similar conversation with Steve Camp a couple of weeks ago about this very same topic. And, yeah. you know, and, and, we, and, and well, for that matter, I had the same conversation with, with Dale from Bride. Yeah. And, and, and I'll say the same thing that I said to Dale is that's why I love Striper as much as I do. Yeah. They love playing in bars and in rock and roll festivals because they don't need to preach to the choir. Right. Right. It's, it's somewhere along the way, 
um, music that sort of flowed out of that hippie culture and it was their way of expressing their faith turned into morphed into this like Christian entertainment industry. And it um, that's just not what the pioneers intended it for it for it to be. No, it's it's one of, one of my favorite things that I do sometimes once a year, sometimes twice a year. My my family and I have become very good friends with, with Honey Tree. That's awesome. And, and uh, we go up to Fort Wayne and we have dip, we have lunch or dinner, whatever the time allows us to have uh, lunch or dinner with with Honey Tree, John D. Groff and Greg Hoke. Nice. <laughs> and, and, and and I just sit there grinning the whole time. Yeah, Wonder- you know, they they were kids when they were first starting out, you know, late teens, early twenties, and and I was like the little kid, you know, the, the kind of the the tag along that you know my brother didn't want me around, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like you, you could tell there was something special about these people that and it wasn't just that they were great musicians it's that they had a great love for the lord they had a great love for for music and for people it was a ministry to them they they glowed yep absolutely They, they positively glowed yep so so when you were living up there going to the adams apple and things how old were you 14 so what year are we in so 1974 73 74 when i first started going there when my parents let me (laughs) okay so you 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 and i are really close in age well i think you're a little younger than i am i'm going to be 64 in november yeah you got me beat by a couple years i'll be 62 in may okay so same same generation S- same generation and it's still not my fault <laughs> but one, one, of, one of my favorite memories this is where you have me beat one of my favorite memories is the church that i went to their high school uh their high school bible camp was in wapaka wisconsin oh and uh my mom and her best friend uh always drove people back and the kids back and forth. My, my mom would ride with, with her friend. And, and I remember going there one summer to drop somebody off or drop something off. I don't remember the, the situation, but when we got there, they had chapel going on. And I was young, and, but my ears lit up. And when I walked in, I heard somebody singing and it was somebody I never heard before. And it was a song I never heard before, but it was Honey Tree. Uh-huh. and thinking this has got to be the coolest thing ever i want to be in high school now yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but but uh you know and, and I, she, she always came across as just the sweetest person you've ever known and you know i i've hosted her a couple times i hosted her and greg together in a show and uh there there's just a special magic yeah, and, and it's just the, the the Holy Spirit just fills the room when yeah, when those I mean, when and, those two play together, and and just there was the church I grew up in. There there was just that in spades, you know. It's just like, well, 
why isn't every church like this? Well, you kind of thought well, maybe every church was like that, but it wasn't. Right. But 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 our church was like that. And I and I I think that's why I haven't been happy in churches in a long time because I can't find. Well, I'll, I'll be the U two song. I can't find what I'm looking for. <laughs> because because the seventies are gone. Yeah. And I boy do I miss that music. So yeah. when 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 I got to hear Nancy's new song Jesus People, it's like it was so refreshing to to hear classic Christian music done by a true legend. And it was so yeah, fresh. I mean, she was she was billed as the first lady of gospel music and she was. Yeah. So so back to you. What's going on these days? You you've been traveling. Yeah. You you've done some acting. <laughs> That's true. And and as you said, your 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 uh your grandpa uh and your your family moved there from Indianapolis. That's right. Um my daughter started feeling a little too isolated. You know, her husband had his job and, you know, he had his people, but she was there at home with the kids and um, they just got together and said, you know what, um, let's go home. Let's be surrounded by family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, instead of living seven hours away, they live you know, eight miles from us. and We see them all the time. That's nice. Um, and uh, a lot of the songs that I've got bouncing around in my head now, I've written for them, for, for my grandkids. Um, so maybe I'll do a children's album next. And there you go, self-produced. <laughs> Which means I got to get my home studio back up and running, and it's I, I need some new equipment for that. Well, look how, look how uh, uh, compact home equipment is now, home recording yeah. equipment is now compared to what it was what it was a few years ago. Yeah. I um I've gotten into the last couple of years, well, since the, the lockdown, I, I started doing a, a daily a devotional on on YouTube. And um it's kind of funny to look back at, at the early ones. I was really horrid at it. <laughs> and now and now I can watch myself and not cringe, but um I've spent some money getting some some video gear and some lighting. It's you know all comes down to lighting. So that that's been a, a lot of fun. That's been a great uh creative outlet for me. But you know, one of these days, you know what I need is I, I need um I need a good I need a good producer. You know, someone whose ears, you know, might be better than mine and could, you know, hear things like like my buddy Chad. You know, we'd known each other since we were in junior high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to, to have him listen and go, you know, what if we tried this? Um, I'd... I'd that's I think that's one of the big things that's held me back and I don't have that kind of a thing. Right. Um, and it would be great to to get somebody who could do that. Uh and if if they could be more more local, that that would be awesome because you know, I I 
I was down to Fort Wayne this last weekend. I took a couple of my students for a confirmation retreat. Um, and, you know, that's a seven hour drive. Yeah. To do that, like every month, just to go down and record. Right. And it was a ball. We'd do two days of recording. Um, but if I could do that without that awful drive, that would be that would be awesome. You, you've got that same problem I've got. Yeah. Back, back in the day, driving was fun. And now yeah. I can do it. <laughs> yeah, um, I just can't. I just don't do well sitting in a car for that long. It's just, uh, I'm, not, I'm getting old, man. My body starts creaking and griping. And... You, you, you need to join me and just get yourself a gold wing and just, and just cruise the highways and byways on two wheels. I would need a three wheeler. <laughs> well, well, and, and and that's one of the reasons that I got the gold wing because that way I can convert it, not worrying about spending forty grand. Right. But there, 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 there is something about the open road, and in a, and if they could figure out a way that for hands don't fall asleep because of driving slow and constantly having to clutch and brake, I'd be okay. But. That, that's another story all to so, itself. Uh, so rush hour traffic is not your best thing, huh? Uh, rush hour traffic, <laughs> rush hour traffic in semis. Yeah. And, and and as you well know, Indianapolis, I don't care where you are, is constantly under construction. Oh, it's the, it's the whole thing with Chicago, too. I don't know who who decided to build an interstate highway right through the middle of Chicago. And then... You, it goes around and that's just always under construction and yeah. the traffic there's no way of getting by there without back up uh, it's just annoying the, the only thing i've ever figured it and i think it would add about an hour from india is i think i'd have to take 74 across yeah all, all the way to champagne and then go north yeah and i don't want to add that much yeah me too so it's easier to stay here and not go back north. Yeah, I still have lots of friends down in Indiana. I mean, yourself among them. Um, it's just, this is where I live now. Uh, what, and, and you're right, because one thing that was great is when when uh, your family lived here, we always got together and had lunch or had dinner. Yeah, we had that Chicago style pizza. We had Woo! pizza a couple times, and man, and uh, now granted, I I don't eat that as much as I used to, but it's, it's but, all about the, the fellowship. It's not about the food. I, I, I'm not going to say no to a good pizza, and I'm not going <laughs> to, and I'm never going to say no to hanging out with my buddy Steve. Amen, so. brother. Amen. Because <laughs> uh, let, well, you know, the some... funny thing is, the first time I actually saw you in person, it's like it's like. It's like I had known you my whole life. It's like you could just almost tell we had a lot of the same interests, um, you know, for, and, and just beyond music. I mean, I didn't know right away that you were a Packers fan. Um, yeah. I didn't know right away that you were a sci-fi fan, but I could just feel it, you know? I'm a big geek, Okay. Well, you know, you're in good company <laughs> and it, it's progressively getting worse my, oh, you, you, you remember my friend ron oh of course um, yeah 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 ron and i 
this year marks 11 years that we've been doing comic cons together what a blast he's well (laughs) he's he's the cartoonist he's been going to shows for 12 years i started tagging along 11 years ago and we just did the cincinnati comic expo we haven't done it every single year for for the last 11 years but we just did our seventh one at that in cincinnati nice and uh and so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a little geeked out sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm more puzzled why people do what they do with these shows, but it, it's, <laughs> it, it's still fun or it makes me remember that, hey, I'm not as screwed up as somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you don't even have to, like, wait in line to get a ticket. No, no, there's, there's, that's the best part. If I had to pay for these things, I wouldn't be going. Because so I, I am in the music industry, and there is no money for that kind of stuff. Right. So it's it's let's see. I can I can pay the mortgage, make a payment on the car, or go to a comic con. Yep. That's. I, I think I better pay the mortgage and pay the car. Yep, and you know, put groceries on the table, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, got got to do life, and now that Samantha's in college, I was gonna say you got college expenses now. <laughs> I, I got college expenses, and, and and Kevin's gonna be moving back in with us here in a couple weeks. Oh, how fun! So it's uh, yeah, there's always there's always something that's it's prioritizing, but to me, and you've already touched on this. There's nothing more important than family. Amen. And uh, I. I may be an idiot in a lot of things, but I love being a dad. You are a you are a rock star dad. There's there's something about being a dad that just makes me happy. So and uh, I I look at some of the stuff that I see these days and go, man, why aren't you doing this with your kid? Yeah, and we you know you and I also have something else in common. We've got these beautiful wives who put up with us. If it wasn't for June, <laughs> I don't I don't know what kind of mess I'd be in all the time. Yeah, me too. Be- because when yeah. it comes to being a rock star, it's really honestly her. <laughs> I, 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 I ride along and uh, and uh, I'm I'm just the guy who dyes my hair white and pretends he's Santa. <laughs> but and my my wife makes me a better man every day. It's. It, it, there's something about it. We we hit 31 years this past July. God bless you. That's awesome. And I I don't know why she puts up with me, <laughs> but I'm really thankful that she does. Yep. And and every time I say to Liz, I thank you for putting up with me. She says the right the same thing right back. And and yeah. it's a mystery to me what she's yeah. even talking about. Like, yeah. what, what do you mean putting up with you? well women always have a different perspective than we do they must they must they see things we don't see we see things they don't see and we end up with with a little help from god it all works out and yep and, and and it's truly a beautiful thing yeah one of the one of the songs on my second cd that a lot of people you know you always get the you know the, the the smiles and and you know people talk about uh, the drinking Daisy song, which which I wrote for my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a 
which what, which album is it on? One of the songs I wrote. Oh, I think it is on the first one. Um, I actually I told her I I wrote this about you, but I didn't know you yet. Yeah. But now when I hear that song, she's she's what I think of. Oh. Yeah, that's. Now, but before I forget to ask, if somebody wanted one of your CDs, can they still get a, a hard copy? Oh yeah, I've I've got them. They, my second album is actually also out on LP. So, which yeah. which, I, which I do have a copy of. You got the LP? Yeah, I think you I think you gave them to me one of your last go rounds up here. I I'm glad you had one. Those are. I, I, I think I do. I have to dig it's, through my stuff. It's it's not exactly the same as the CD. It, it, it because you can't put as much on an LP as you can put on a CD. So it actually, is it's it's short for the songs, but I, I like it better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, just just because you can fill up sixty minutes on a CD doesn't mean you should. Doesn't mean you should. <laughs> So what, where can can they go online and and purchase? I I I don't I don't know anymore. My my second CD that was that was put out through all of the you know online from from the uh, the label which has gone belly up. So I I'd, I'd have to find a way to do that, um, but. Uh, they can look me up on Facebook and send me a note, and I'll I'll make arrangements to get it to them. I, I was surprised, and, and maybe it's just how I searched, but I was surprised. Old luggage was the only one I saw on Apple Music. Yeah, because I, I think the first one I I was the one who contracted with the different um um. E vendor vendor places. I don't remember what they're what they are anymore. It's been that long, but um, you know those. I had those agreements for a long time. Well, if if you ever get the urge to put them back out, I know a lot of guys are using CD Baby these days. Yeah, um, and they they used to actually uh, hold. Um, a number of copies of my C actual CDs. People could buy those through them, but they they discontinued that part of their of their business, yeah. and actually sent me back the ones they didn't sell. Oh wow! But, yeah, all I had to do was pay for postage. T times have changed. Yes, they have. Well, well I I don't buy too many. CDs like the actual physical property anymore. It's got to be somebody that I'm fanatical about now. Yes, exactly. And exactly. It's, just, it's just it's just too easy to go to whatever platform you're using and add whatever to your digital library. Yeah, the th the thing is about those those artists that we that we do love. It's not just, I mean, it's not just listening to the music. It's also pulling out that booklet and reading up on stuff and, right. you know, getting into the liner notes and that's, I, you know, well, I, well, I geek out on that kind of stuff, but you know, well, there's a lot of, 
things. I just don't care that much. That's why I love vinyl. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Vinyl is the best. My, my son, and, and you know me well enough to know my favorite band in the whole wide world is Ario Speedwagon. Of course. But my son, a couple of years ago, got me their live album, Live You Get What You Play For, on blue vinyl. It was a limited edition. Oh, nice. And there is nothing like opening that up in seeing all the liner notes and all the bonuses. Oh, and yeah. You don't, and you don't have to squint to read it. Exactly. <laughs> there have been some that I've actually, I've taken a picture with my phone so I can blow it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah that, that, it's cool to see that vinyl coming back because, you know, it's, it, they're pieces of art. They're not just, you know, music tracks. It, if they were only as affordable as they were back in the day. <laughs> I don't even know what they cost anymore, but I remember, you know, three bucks. Uh, 30 and up <laughs> oh, wow. you, you you might find a few for 15 but the majority what what you and i knew as a one one vinyl is now a two vinyl oh so there goes your price it just doubled oh but you know so i'll i'll just keep buying rare cds and putting things digital but we've covered a bunch of ground and we got a couple minutes left, and there's one question that I ask everybody who is on Slain It with Santa Rob. Okay. So here's your big question. Fire away. You, you got Santa Rob here, and the one thing Santa does is ask what you want. So you get a wish. Oh, wow. It, it, anybody, anybody dead or alive, musically, who would you like to perform with? Oh man, Phil Keggy. Oh, you just you just you just hit me there. That's that that would be awesome. Yeah, because he's amazing. I I don't know if I have everything out because he's put out a lot, <laughs> monstrous amount of, of stuff. Just because he he's just. The ideas never stop with him, and I, but and I've got a ton of it. Yeah. Um, I probably have more Phil Keggy in my library than any other single artist, <laughs> and and that's not even including the stuff that he's done with other people. Right, right, because he's guest starred on a lot, and and there's the the duet things that he's projects he's done with randy stonehill those are right. amazing probably the most rewarding show that i've ever done in the biggest show i've ever done is when i hosted phil <laughs> and it was it was a doubly special show because i had sherry keggy as the opening act oh i remember that you're reading about that yeah and talk about Blessed beyond words. Yeah, that was before I knew you. No, that was after. Really? That was that was after, yeah. Huh. That was that was the last big show that I've done. Oh. It was the most stressed okay. I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> because he uh, I must not have been able to go. 
Because I, I would. <laughs> I, I I don't think you were. Yeah, but I would. Because yeah, that was that was something else, and it may have been stressful, but it was it was awesome. Yeah, Stonehill's <laughs> another one that I I would love to even just meet. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, I've hosted Randy a few times. He's a yeah. great guy to, to work with. Yeah, and an amazing musician. And, and just just to watch him play the guitar, I know <laughs> your 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 head will hurt because you're thinking, how were your fingers doing that? I know. Um, he did a, a live online concert of his um, latest release, like a year before he released it. Yeah, and I I watched the whole thing. It, it's just wow. Yeah, it's he doesn't he doesn't use a pick. No, <laughs> no, and his fingers are just his right hand is magic. Yeah, <laughs> I just was uh, I was fascinated by that because I I hate to use a pick because I could feel and I'm not that great a guitarist but I feel like I can be more expressive just using my hands but I've never seen anybody use their hand like he does yeah like yeah. wow but, but well do you have any we've, we've got about two minutes left you got anything you'd like to share with anybody before we disappear um I just uh, I I thank God that I get to know you and the people that I've been able to meet through our association um i wish we lived closer because i think we could hang out a lot i think um, so too um but you know i just i i'm so thankful for the people that that i've been able to know in my life and, and have been, been influenced by these you know remarkable uh servants of christ and um i hope that i could even be you know a just a fraction of the blessing that they have been uh, to to people who who could sure use one. And there's there's a lot of people who need blessings right now because they're in, in all the years I've been around. There's more hurting people now than I've ever seen ever before. Oh, that's the truth. And uh, if there's one thing, we're going to go back to Petra. We need Jesus. Yep. That's what the world. And, uh, and, and I, I say this a lot on my social media stuff is stop watching the news. Oh, I gave but, up the news many, many years ago. And there, I'm, man, <laughs> there, there's, there's so much, there's so many other worthwhile things to do. Yeah. Cause and, it's not, it's not really news. It's just, it's propaganda. It's propaganda and ratings. Yeah. And, and on that note, I'm going to shut up because otherwise, <laughs> because otherwise I'm going to get going and I'm going to have to have my wife run to the drugstore to get me another set of blood pressure medicines. So, so on that note, Steve, I think I'm going to, we're going to wrap it up and I'm going to thank you a hundred times because this my was fun. pleasure. Love you, man. Love you too. And uh, God bless. And we will talk again soon. I hope so. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you, Steve Billings, for a great conversation. I love you, brother. I wish that we lived closer because uh, I think we could, uh, I think we'd have a lot of fun. Our families uh, 
we would have a ball together, just like just like the good old days, you know, they say. So thank you, Steve. And uh, if you enjoyed this uh, this podcast, let me know. Shoot me an email at santarobpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought. If you have an uh, idea for a topic or a guest suggestion, let me know there. Or head over to Facebook and look up Slaying It with Santa Rob. Like the page. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. You know, just let me know that you're out there somewhere. Don't forget to head over to Spotify if you're a Spotify listener. Or if you're on Apple. Or any other platform. Subscribe to my podcast so you know what's going on. There's a new one that drops every Monday. I've got some great stuff coming up. And uh, thank you all for listening. Because if it wasn't for you, I'd be wasting my time. Thanks to Brett Christmas Mustache Wax at bscenterprises.com. They're an awesome sponsor. And Brett Christmas uh, Mustache Wax is also the home of Santa Rob the Mustache Wax. It's hot chocolate scented. It's easy to apply. It, it's my favorite. And ladies, with Christmas coming up, it's a great gift. So head over to bscenterprises.com. Use discount code Santa Rob. Or if you're into collecting things, hotspotcollectiblesandtoys.com. No matter what you like to collect, Brad and his awesome team, they've got it. And if they don't have it, they'll, they'll eventually, they eventually will. Once again, use discount code SANTAROB and save 15% on your order. So with that being said, I will check in with you all next week on Slaying It with Santa Rob. <laughs>